This is Seth. This is Rachel. And welcome to The The Heretic Heretic House. Here we like to talk about spiritual topics and what we think about them. And hopefully we can help you come up with your own thoughts and ideas. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of The Heretic House. Today uh, we have a treat for you. I have my wife on today. Her name's Rachel. And uh, Matt's not here today, but uh, we get a nice treat of having her in the studio today, which is my garage really. But uh, why don't you say hello to the to the podcast? Hello podcast people. I don't think that you would ever expect me to be on here. I've kept pretty quiet. Uh, but I wanted to make myself known, and I had a gust of courage this week. Hmm. What do you want to tell the audience about yourself? Oh, man. I have three daughters. I am 29 years old. I was raised in a Christian school. I was raised in a Christian home. Uh, my parents have been married for over 30 years. Uh, I went to a Christian camp growing up. So I have been fully submersed in christian culture for my entire life and it looks a heck of a lot different now than it ever did oh yeah yeah wouldn't you say the same yeah my walk's a lot different well how is your walk different today than what when uh like the yesteryears well that's a good question my walk is different now than it has been in yesteryears because i'm fully embracing god's grace and his mercy and i've realized now more than ever that i can't fit him perfectly into my little box that i had for him why'd you want to put him in a box it was really easy to have all the answers i mean being in a christian school from preschool to eighth grade you just had all your answers you asked a question they had an answer for you there was nothing that they were like well i don't really know They always had something to say, and that's just, you know, you were so happy to have your answers, and you clung very tightly to them until, you know, your life shatters somehow, or you get a grip of reality, or whatever you want to call it, I guess. Mm. How about you, Seth? How is your life different in your walk with God 20 years ago versus today? Yeah, well, the same. I was very... It's legalistic back then. Mm. Not too much room for the grace of God, but a lot of uh, rules, and this is how you follow the rules, and uh, you have to just uh, do everything the Bible says, or else you're con- condemned to hell, essentially. Mm. And uh, these, you know, now it's much more uh, grace-centered. Uh, I think that God loves us no matter what, and that's the whole reason that Jesus came down and died for us because he was perfectly man perfectly god and uh, he displayed the perfect act of love for us to understand exactly who god is and that's and that means that god is love Mm. i didn't really grasp that as i used to uh, hold on to the idea that god was full of wrath and he wanted to smite anybody who sinned and um but uh, he did have uh, a little bit of compassion in his heart, so he sent his son to go get killed on the cross, and mm. uh, then he wouldn't have to kill somebody else. He wouldn't have to kill us, so he, he killed his son instead. I don't, 
I don't like that interpretation. And I'm kind of, that's kind of, uh, um, that's a harsh way to, to say it too. But, um, mm -hmm. I, I look at it differently. I look at, I don't separate the God, the father from God, the son, because Jesus said, if you know me, you know, the father. So that's what, that's why I believe that Jesus dying on the cross was actually God dying on the cross. And right. I mean, that might be radical to say, but, um, like perfect, perfect love was was shown uh, on that day, mm. and uh, I mean the grave can't keep God down, so He of course rose again in three days. And that same power lives in us, mm -hmm. which is incredible. Yeah, Jesus said we will do greater things than these, than mm. what He He accomplished. Tell me more about so what what's the keep going with your journey so you. You started in a Christian school. Actually, tell me about something you appreciate from that. Some things that I really appreciate from the Christian school um, were definitely memorization of scripture. Hmm. I can I can remember quite a few instances where we had to memorize an entire chapter of Psalms, of Corinthians, of you name it. Uh, and they say, you know, you have to hide the, the word of God in your heart or the scriptures in your heart. So I felt like during those years, it was vital for the memorization to be carried into my adulthood. Um, other things that I really cherish from that were them. I, I see now that they were trying to protect my heart and shield me from the blatant evil that just courses through this world. Um, but it definitely was not great in another light because it was a really big reality check for me when I hit public school and got married and endured challenges in our marriage and in parenthood and just yeah. existing and, in the world. Uh, actually, I want to step back to, you said that you appreciate the memorization of, of, uh, verses in scripture mm -hmm. actually i was just talking to a pastor the other day and he said that very important thing is to is that we memorize scripture and um i actually i told him that you memorized corinthians 13 which we just did a, a whole series on can you recite that and i know nobody oh can gosh. see this she doesn't have anything in front of her she does not have a bible right now and go ahead all right putting you on the spot you are putting me <laughs> on the spot if I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have faith that can move mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and surrender my body to the flames, but have not love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in the truth. Love always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. Where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be, oh my gosh, I don't know if I have the rest of this. Yada, 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 for we know in part and we prophesy in part. And when I was a child, I thought like a child, I talked like a child, I reasoned like a child, but when I became a man, I put my childish ways behind me. Now we see 
but a poor reflection in a mirror, and then we shall see face to face something complex about knowing in part, even as I am fully known. Ah. And then these three remain faith, hope, and love with the greatest of these is love. Well, that's better than when I was reading it, so that was good. Really? Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, it was it was a disaster. Yeah. Well, my phone shut off during when I was reading it, and so it, it was it was much better. That's so, also a compilation of a few different uh, translations too. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why is that? Well, I orig- originally I memorized it in the NIV, but I think that I may have paraphrased or used slightly different words here and there Mm -hmm. i do apologize for those who actually do have that memorized completely and you know how much i botched it but i think i did pretty okay considering it was over maybe 20 years ago that i memorized it and stuff like that (laughs) so what so now step back to what, what about today you were starting to say maybe your struggles in today can you elaborate on the struggles? Well, I mean, where were you going? And I, I kind of interrupted you because. Oh, with like the reality check. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there was definitely a lot of, and I honest, I do the same thing for my own kids in an effort to protect them. I shelter. I was sheltered. Um, so public school for me was a really big slap in the face of reality and, you know, walking through the hallways and seeing people swear was like, oh my gosh, they're going to hell. And they chewed tobacco. I saw a drug deal in the bathroom. And just, you know, the interactions I had were so different in some ways, but also not different because the people in public school didn't hide their quote-unquote sinful behavior, but the people in Christian school would so these people just did blatantly Mm -hmm. but you know the kids that went to the christian school with me would like flip the teachers off when they weren't looking instead of you know the people in public school flipping a teacher off to their face or whatever so it was it was a culture shock Mm. what uh what do you feel was the what was worse the hiding it or blatantly doing it right oh boy uh in one sense like for sure doing it directly to somebody's face is not great but I feel like it's actually worse to hide it Uh, as you and I have both learned in our marriage hiding things is not the way to go Mm -hmm. and I feel like it creates more space for more error and for more missing of the mark Hmm. so what about now Elaborate. <laughs> I just, uh, you haven't finished your story. I don't think you've finished. You talked about school and then. Ah, uh, yes. So I guess from school, I mean, I went to public school for high school. I got my hairdressing license in April of 2012. No, sorry, March of 2012. I got engaged in April of 2012. I graduated in June of 2012 and I got married in August of 2012. Um, so I was a very young bride. I was 18. Seth was 22. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just lived in my perfect little world where I didn't have to search a long time to find my Prince Charming. He was 
perfect in every way. I was his first girlfriend and first kiss, and he was just the best thing that could ever happen, and still is the best thing that has happened to me. Um, but as I have gone through my adulthood, I've also gotten the pleasure kind of to learn my adult life, like learning how to navigate my adult life with him, which was really nice. Um, oh, yeah? Is that recent or? No. I mean, we learned how to buy a house together. We learned how to wing it raising kids together and do ministry together. And that was that was really great. Um, even though I look back and I'm like, man, I should have done some things myself kind of figured out who I was because a lot of emphasis is put on your spouse especially when you're a young teenage girl being raised in the mid to late 90s to early 2000s like purity culture was at its height and you know that I have seen now has had a really negative impact on the views of relationships the view of marriage the view of dating it's there's a lot of really there's a lot of good things that come along with it you shouldn't throw the baby out with the bathwater. but at the same time there's things that i will not be teaching my kids that i was taught hmm. Do so I need to keep going is my story not finished no, no that's good um um how do you feel like the your your uh or the evangelical church or the or your br- upbringing in the in the re- religion, I guess. How do you feel that has failed you? Hmm. Well, I mean, I think back to when I was in high school with the people blatantly being just bad to people's faces, I guess. And I look at it in the church, like we just put up this facade. The religious community all has this facade that I've seen that they need to kind of uphold their their perfect mask that they have all the time. And, you know, I lived in my perfect, flawless marriage. My parents didn't really fight. If they did, I never saw it, which I'm thankful for in one case. But in another way, I'm like, you guys must have fought. Come on. Because it makes, you know, people feel isolated. Um... So I feel like the religious setting failed me in in that case. Just like, oh, you know, when you get to church, you you have to put on your perfect face and you you can't say or do anything bad because that would make everybody else look bad and that would cause more shame and you you just can't be your true self. Mm-hmm. You can't ask the questions that you have. Because, you know, you have all your answers. We gave them to you in Christian school and in Sunday school, etc. So I feel like the church really failed in that sense because I've realized now more than ever that every single couple on this planet, I I always heard that everyone struggles in their marriage and in their relationship. And I was like, well, not me. I've got it made. Mm -hmm. Um. And then being a parent, you go to church and you see everybody dressed in their in their cute little matching outfits with their young kids. 
and you know everybody's makeup's done perfectly everybody's happy and smiley but you know there were some days I went to church I didn't want to smile or look at anybody and I felt so low but I I couldn't go in being my genuine self in that moment I had to put on my church face go in you know lead worship serve in the children's ministry and then you know we could kind of pick up where we left off after church so I feel like there wasn't enough openness in the church like sin was or their definition of sin was kind of swept under the rug like oh you know we can talk about about this sin but this is the one that's hush hush we can't talk about this uh, that would make people look bad and there would be, you know, some type of backlash somehow. So we're we're just not going to talk about this. Would you agree? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I would agree fully. Because uh, I do, I think we kind of put on this air of uh, arrogance that we are just... Um, we have it all together and that's how you have to come like you said and we can't really be honest about what's really going on and i actually um i can't remember if i mentioned this i don't think i have i i've been doing a study on lament uh recently and just you know even it's one third of the psalms are laments and and uh you know a lot of them by david or solomon and um well, I know David. I'm not sure about Solomon, actually. I, I'm not sure. Who, uh, anyways, the so one third of the Psalms are are laments, and um, it's just people that they're going through a, a hard time, and they they turn and they actually complain to God about the things that they're going to. But it always it's always a prayer to God that really ends in trust. Um, but that to say, I don't think we're taught that, and we haven't been taught that in the church. And a lot of our, a lot of even our worship is just joyful worship, and we we don't really talk about the messiness of human life and um, the things that really affect us. Um, whether somebody hurting us or 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 something that we're doing to hurt ourselves, we don't, it's just not something that we talk about in, in the church. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was not only about a few years ago, maybe like five or six years ago, that I realized that the Bible is totally full of imperfect people. Like mm-hmm. the line of Jesus was like there were prostitutes in in the lineage of Jesus. And I feel like that wasn't talked about enough. That God used those imperfect people just like me and you. Mm-hmm. So, Seth, with all that we've been talking about, I feel like people have been focusing on other heretical views that you and Matt have talked about on here. Do you think that the church today, because we know there's quite a few of them that have either been listening to this podcast or I don't even know. There, there's there's discussion happening about this. Do you feel like the things that we've talked about today, the church will have a problem with? Do you feel like they would disagree with you? 
Well, they might, um, but they should just reach out to me and, and uh, ask me about it. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, people have done that, and I, I respect those who, who reached out, and they, you know, they say they do have an issue with some of the things we said. And, uh, and, I, and you know, I've talked to them um, and explained exactly what was meant by what was said and what, what we believe and not trying to appease maybe uh, the way that they're thinking but or the, their beliefs but to actually um just be honest about you know not even say that i have the answers and that's never been the goal is to is to give these answers it's, it's just to provide perspective of or and be honest about the things that we think and i, I know matt has a lot of things that he says um that people really are riled about that get riled about but um i mean it's just somebody who's speaking honestly about what they're thinking and what they're feeling mm-hmm. and um you know i appreciate the one, people who come and say what they they uh what they think and uh you know i <laughs> you know maybe they change my mind you know i'm not i'm not going to be dogmatic on the things that i believe mm-hmm. I'm going to listen to what you're going to say because I think that that's where we, we find the truth is is when we're listening to the the things that the, w- the what people believe and it's not going to be and there, nobody agree it's it's very rare that you find uh, a group of people that are, agree I mean how many Protestant churches do we have and that's because we don't agree on different things mm. uh, I think it like the at least in the Christian church, the th- one thing t- that we hold on to is that Jesus was real. He was born uh, of the Virgin Mary, and he uh, performed many miracles. He he was the Son of God, and he died on the cross uh, f- for us. Um, I mean, even in the atonement, we have a lot of different reasons that he did that. Um, many different, and uh, but we that's the main thing and then that of course he rose again on the third day these are the these are the things that we agree on as christians um and uh that's that's kind of i, I that's where that's where we want to unite is on christ and what what that means and what christ means in you and uh yeah that's that's where we're where what we're trying to aim for you know, at our old church several years ago, I had an epiphany when our pastor said, there isn't going to be a theology quiz when you get to the pearly gates. And that kind of blew my mind a little bit. I was like, wait a minute. Okay, because I do have all these questions and I don't think I'm ever going to get answers. But I've found more peace not having my answers than I ever did having all of my answers neatly written out, typed up, whatever you want to call it. And it, I really have found a piece that surpasses all understanding in the acceptance of the fact that it is okay. As long as I adhere in my personal walk to knowing that Jesus is the Son of God, he came to this earth, he lived a perfect life, he died on the cross, he rose again, and he loves us, I feel like everything else can be a discussion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Right. And um, we're kind of running out of time. I don't know how much more you you had you wanted to talk about. But I did want to say one more thing. And that was when you said that we don't have to have all the answers. And uh, the there is a there you know people say that well if you don't have the answers then there what about confusion you'll be very confused and there'll be a lot mm. of confusion and the thing is that to have all the answers <laughs> how many like i just mentioned there's so many churches that have different answers right so who who's has the absolute truth and if you have all the answers isn't that going to confuse you and your brother across the street in the presbyterian church let's say has a different view on on this or 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 uh assembly of god church that has a different view isn't that confusing wait wait what's the absolute truth what's the real truth and that i think the where we can be not confused and where that where you found the peace is saying hey we're just humans we are not jesus we're not god mm-hmm. we don't have the answers we don't know it all there's nothing to be confused about. We're just we're just trying to be, we're try just trying to follow those teachings that Jesus laid out for us. Because he was the Word made flesh. Mm-hmm. He was Emmanuel. He is Emmanuel, God with us. And I feel like we get to learn so much more about who God is by the example that we have documented for us in the Scriptures. Mm. I feel like that's a really important thing that a lot of people forget. I One of my big things nowadays is hearing like, oh, you can't preach too much love, but God is love. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Call me a snowflake. It's my trigger. <laughs> <laughs> but I like God is love. God is peace and joy and like all those fruits of the spirit, which I had to memorize those too. Galatians 5. Um I, I look for those fruits in people and I feel like if they are presenting those fruits then they have found who Jesus is. You know I'm going to quiz you on that Galatians 5. You're going to have to you're going to have to recite that now. And the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faith, gentleness and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Mm. You you pass. Thanks. Mostly because I don't have it memorized. Or I can't. <laughs> <laughs> sounds right. Yeah, that sounds good. Did you have anything else you wanted to discuss before we end the podcast? You know, I'm going to bite the bullet and I'm going to say one more thing. Um, I mentioned earlier that there's a lot of churches talking about us and these people don't know what has been going on in our personal life. They don't know the ripple effect that it has on our families, on our communities, even on our workplaces. And these a lot of these people, which I really admire that they do this, they they want to, you know, lean on the Bible. And the Bible is I mean, it's obviously such an important thing for us. And I really wish that they would fully adhere to the Bible, to the scriptures. Because I'm looking at Matthew 18, 15 through 20. And if your brother sins, go and show him his fault in private. If he listens and pays attention to you, you have won back your brother. But if he does not listen, take along with you one or two others so that every word may be confirmed by the testimony of two or three witnesses. And I feel, 
as though we've really been ganged up on. And maybe I'm being a little edgy for saying that. And I don't mean it in that way. But it makes, I feel like it really does make the heart of God very sad when he sees his children behaving this way. And it's a difficult conversation to have. And I really wish that people would talk with us instead of talking about us. I feel like the conversations we could have could be so beneficial for so many. And there's people that have known you and I since we were kids. I mean, you and I grew up in the same church uh, for the most part. And, you know, you know them by their fruits. And I think that I'm totally, I mean, I know that I'm totally okay with not knowing the answers. And I really admire people that feel like they do have the answers. But I wish that those people that have those answers that are found in the Bible would just take every part of it and apply it to their lives, like in what I just read, which I did not memorize that. FYI, everybody. Maybe I will someday. Um, But I feel like this is kind of like my call to those of you who are listening that maybe don't agree with us. And I don't want it to be a divisive thing. I don't want it to be something where if I cross the paths of somebody that I know has talked very poorly about my family behind my back. I, I want to be able to have that conversation. And I, I hold nothing against these people. I get it. I, I've done the same thing. Um, but I'd, I would really love to have that conversation if they'll allow it. And maybe not publicly shame or humiliate or encourage people to dissociate. Because I feel like that's the least Christ-like thing that you could do. Sounds good to me. <laughs> Anything you well, want to add to that? I mean, I do. I do appreciate. I want to say I appreciate the, the people who do reach out and yes, they definitely. have those one-on-one conversations because I have had people do that. And and fruit I, of the spirit just shines brightly in those people. Yeah, and I respect. I respect it very much. Mm. And you know, not everybody reaches out, and maybe they still will. Maybe they will now because you convicted them of it. <laughs> That's it. That's my calling, everyone. Heads up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we are definitely over time for today's, but we do appreciate listening. And we do uh, want you to go ahead and subscribe to the whatever platform on whatever platform you're listening to. And if you really enjoyed us today, go ahead and share us with your family and friends. Uh, we do appreciate you and you have a good rest of your day. Be blessed. Take care. <laughs>